Lecture topic: Giving for Allah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala Rasulihil Kareem. Amma baad. There's one little couplet of a very great, pious person. <coughs> these couplets of these Ahlullah. These couplets of these Ahlullah. Are not just words, but these words are filled with a lot of meaning, a lot of feeling, and they encapsulate a lot of deep lessons in it. So outwardly, it's just some couplet, but if a person really looks into the depth of it, so the depth sometimes we'll never fathom the bottom of it. So there's one very pious person, Azhar Gonvi Rahmatullahi, he's mentioned something in one little line. He said, Liyahe hamne darde dil khoke bahare zindagi. In Urdu, Liyahe hamne darde dil khoke bahare zindagi. Ek gule tar ke waste sara jahal uta diya. But the meaning of this is, it says, Liyai hamne darde dil, that we took this darde dil, darde dil literally translated, it means the pain of the heart. Now, this pain is not the pain of the heart that requires a person to be taken and rushed to the ICU, or that requires some kind of angiogram and whatever other treatments that are meted out to the physical heart when there's a problem. This is a darde dil that the Ahlullah, the pious people asked for, which they aspired for, and which they put their own entire lives to try and acquire this. This darde dil literally translated the, mean, the pain of the heart. This is a pain of love. The pain of love of Allah Ta'ala. That pain which is the sweetest pain that a person can ever acquire. It's called pain. But the pain is actually the sweetest pain that a person can ever acquire. So now he says that this love of Allah Ta'ala which is the essence of everything. If this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala is acquired, the love of Allah Ta'ala is deep down in the heart, then the heart that is filled with this love, that person and that body would now be something different. Because that love is the driving force. So now this person's life will be very different. His life will not be a life of heedlessness, a life of not being concerned about what he does, what he doesn't do, how he conducts himself, what he speaks, where he looks, what he listens to, where he goes. His life will be directed by this muhabbat. So he will speak that which will now bring him closer to the beloved, closer to Allah Ta'ala. He'll be eager to do that which will take him closer to Allah Ta'ala. He'll be ready for those sacrifices that will take him closer to Allah Ta'ala. Because his entire purpose of life now is to get closer to Allah Ta'ala so that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased. min Allahi Akbar. The pleasure of Allah is the ultimate. That has been achieved and everything is achieved. 
And if everything else seems to be there, but if that is missing, then there's really nothing. Because all the things around us and everything, all the material things are all going to become dust one day and we are also going to be in the dust. Everything is going to turn to dust one day. It's going to be Allah and Allah alone. So now to earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala and then when we are going to be resurrected again on the day of Qiyamah then nothing will count but how much we have pleased Allah Ta'ala. Though Iman, that's the foundation of everything and though Amal is Salihah. So now this is the goal, this is the aspiration of a mu'min. That how to fill this heart with the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. And then how to live this life in the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. How to do anything and everything for Allah Ta'ala. Because when that muhabbat of Allah comes, then a person will do for Allah Ta'ala. When a person has, his heart has become engrossed by some love, by whatever love, some haram love, and love of sometimes somebody who's the most detrimental for him. But now he has become completely entrapped in this love. That love now takes hold of his life. My parents are telling him, look, this is not good for you. His other family members, some uncle, grandfather, brothers, sisters, say, look, this is not something for you. This person's character, this person's whatever, the homework that we've done, no, no, this is the person I, I'm interested in and that's it. So now he's prepared to do a lot. Sometimes that lot that he's prepared to do is all upside down. Prepared to sacrifice his parents also. Prepared to sacrifice his whole family. Prepared to sacrifice anyone and everyone. Why? For the one. For the one person whose love came and settled in his heart so deeply. Now he's ready to do which will harm him so much sometimes. And then in that process he's destroying so many, all his wealth also, whatever. His whole life is gripped by that love. And then someday he wakes up to the reality because that love, he, where he put his heart, that was a disaster. But now he is so blinded by that love, he can't think anything else. Now that is the force of love. Unfortunately, if it goes in the wrong place, that's how damaging it can be also. So now this person whose heart is engrossed with Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat, now just as this person was ready to do for that haram love, even give the biggest sacrifice, <coughs> when the genuine muhabbat of Allah has come in the heart, now he'll do and do for Allah alone. It'll, he speaks something, will this earn my Rabb's pleasure? He goes somewhere, will Allah be pleased? If not, I can't be close to this. What he says, what he does, to the extent of what he thinks deliberately, what he engages his mind deliberately in, that too will be governed by, is Allah going to be pleased with this or not? So this is the starting point that he says, that Now this is the aspiration of a mu'min. A mu'min, he is also part of dunya, he is living in dunya, and living in dunya he also has the natural needs of other insan, he also has the concerns, he has the aspirations, what others enjoy, he also enjoys that comfort, that luxury. He also enjoys whatever Na'mat Allah has blessed him with. He's an insan. So like other insan, he also has 
these things in his life. But a mu'min, his aspiration, the depth of his heart is not dunya. His aspiration is not dunya. He's also like any other insan. He's concerned about things. He's sorting his things out. He's doing what he has to do. He's earning a halal living. He's taking care of his family. If he can afford it, he's making things a little bit more comfortable for them. Allah hasn't forbidden all this. قُلْ مَنْ حَرَّمَ زِينَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي أَخْرَجَ لِعِبَادِهِ وَالطَّيِّبَاتِ مِنَ الرِّزْقِ Allah has not forbidden the good and halal ni'mats, but دِلْ بَكْيَارْ and دَسْتْ بَكَارْ One little Farsi saying, دِلْ بَيَارْ The same دَرْدِ دِلْ of this dil, dil bayar, the heart with the beloved, the heart with Allah Ta'ala, the hands in the work, the hands in dunya, the hands in dunya but the heart not in dunya, the heart for Allah Ta'ala, that is the aspiration and the goal of a mu'min, that my heart must beat in the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. So now how is that going to happen? When will the heart beat in Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat? So he says, لِيَاهِ هَمْنَ دَرْدِ دِلْ خُوْكَ بَحَارَ زِنْدَگِي See, this didn't come just by chance. It's Allah Ta'ala's grace and Allah Ta'ala's special mercy. Allah Ta'ala infuses it in somebody's heart without sometimes a person having made some very great efforts. But that's not the norm of dunya. The norm of dunya is وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَا هَدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُولَنَا to the extent of the mujahada and the sacrifice that a person makes, to that extent Allah will bless him with this. Allah will bless him with that hidayat to the extent of the mujahada and sacrifice. That's the system Allah has placed. Then it's Allah Ta'ala's prerogative, Allah Ta'ala's grace, somebody Allah Ta'ala just grants it to him in one moment, but that's not, that's the exception, that's not the rule. So the rule is that effort will have to be made. What's the effort? So he says, Liyahiyam ne darde dil. We receive this darde dil. He's actually, he is giving us the lesson of the lives of the Ahlullah. So how did they get where they got to? So they got to there in this process. Liyahiyam ne darde dil. Says we took and received and gained this Muhammad of Allah Ta'ala. But how? Khoke bahare zindagi. But in lieu of that, to gain this, we have to give something. To the extent a person gives, to that extent he'll get. In terms of dunya, that's a very well understood principle. People often speak about it. They say to make money, you have to spend money first. To the extent you spend money, you might make money. Say, no, no, I just want to just keep it very drab and I got no time. No, no, no. I can't be spending money on all this, you know, lighting the place up and advertising and putting some big, big boards outside. Well, you don't spend money, you won't get. You have to give to get. So for dunya also, that principle is applied. Generally, that's the case. So if for dunya also, first a person has to give, then he'll get. What about akhirat? What about gaining Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat? So he says that khoke bahare zindagi. First, what had to happen, we we gave up all the glitter and glamour of dunya. All the glitter and glamour referring here to things which Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, what is haram. But Allah Ta'ala has given us the clear command to refrain from, to stay far away from. Allah Ta'ala has given us the command how to conduct ourselves. Look, don't raise your gaze 
say to the believing men to lower their gaze. So there were many times we gave and repeatedly gave because there was the temptation to look somewhere we didn't look. For who? For Allah Ta'ala. Not for anything else. So now this giving of this Bahari Zindagi is referring to all the haram things. There was this temptation go to a certain place. Everybody is going there. Everybody is now very excited about all this sin that's going to happen there. No, no, no. Allah Ta'ala's hukam, Allah's command. Khoke bahare zindagi. We gave up so many things. Sins of the eyes, sins of the ears, sins of the heart, sins in terms of earnings. They were lucrative deals. But that was not in order. There was not, there were elements of haram in it. Gave Allah Ta'ala. Our entire the foundation of our iman starts off on negation. La, la ilaha illallah. First the ghayrullah will be negated, then is illallah. La ilaha, everything that is ghayr of Allah Ta'ala. Everything that becomes a barrier between us and Allah Ta'ala, to the extent that is negated, then illallah. Then a person receives Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat. Then he gets closer to Allah Ta'ala. So like that every day, every minute of every day, there's sometimes something or the other that comes in the way of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. And something or the other becomes a temptation, becomes a barrier of some sort. And each time the negation, la, la, la. Because all this is ghayrullah. So all this ghayrullah is repeatedly saying, la, this is khoke bahare zindagi. This is the giving up of all this glitter and glamour of dunya, which Allah is forbidden but. This is a gule tar ke waste sara jaha luta diya. A gule tar ke waste. Gule tar literally means the ever living flower. This is referring to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. But Allah Ta'ala, for Allah Ta'ala we gave the entire universe. Pura jaha luta diya. In other words, whatever Allah has commanded us to give, don't try to take this. Don't try to keep this. Keep what? Whatever Allah is forbidden, don't ever try to take it. Don't ever try to keep it. Because that, it sometimes might seem, sometimes shaitan puts this kind of deception into us. We start now judging things, well, okay, this is a very serious sin. I won't do this. This is a small thing now. The small thing, so small thing now doesn't mean that it's, if it's small sin, then our terminology is okay. That becomes our terminology, that small sin means it's okay. So to say it's okay, then it's like saying, no, no, this is a huge fire, don't put your hand into this. This is just a small little ember, so this is okay, put in your pocket. So the small ember will do the same job of that huge fire, maybe a little longer it will take. It will eventually get there. No sane person goes and holds a small little ember because it's not a huge fire. The damage it will eventually do would probably reach more than, beyond that also sometimes. Because this will be slow torture maybe. So now the point is that Allah Ta'ala has made things haram, forbidden many things. That is the greatest ibadat that a person can do is to stay away from all the haram. In the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned, Nabi Karim said to Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala an, Iqtaqil maharim takun a'bad al-nas. 
اتقل محارم stay away from all the haram this is a bahara zindagi this is a glitter and glamour that shaitan puts makes it very glamorous it is not in reality anything but shaitan makes it look very glamorous puts a lot of glitter on it and now he's getting attracted by that glitter but beyond that glitter sometimes he's getting attracted by that glitter of that haram face but beyond that sometimes how many person got caught up in that then he saw the ugliness of the heart so he got caught up by the external glitter but when the ugliness of the inside then exposed itself he wanted to know where what I dropped myself into oh he got himself caught up in the glitter of that moment this is going to be very a lot of fun and excitement but then when he suddenly saw the whole life crumbling around him everything resulting as a result of that haram that he got involved in now he is wondering what happened that's the bait shaitan puts in front because that's shaitan's full time job like every fisherman understands that now you are going to throw in some bait that bait looks very juicy but behind the bait hidden inside that bait is a hook so shaitan also keeps the whole day putting bait out and he uses anyone and anything and whatever he can to try and put that bait forward to take hold of somebody's heart and then drag him as he wishes now that is the ongoing effort لِيَاهِ هَمْنَ دَرْدِ دِلْ خُوكَي بَحَارِ زِنْدَگِي to the extent we are ready to lose lose what? what seems to be good in reality is nothing in reality a person is throwing away not stones he is throwing something worthless more than more worthless than stone to get something more valuable than gold so it's really no, no bargain that he nothing this is not, not a transaction that he can talk about that, well I gave this to get that he gave nothing what he gave away is he's throwing things that are harmful away and taking the most valuable thing in return so this is can't even call it that he made any sacrifice in reality but Allah Ta'ala calls it a sacrifice for us yes Allah rewards it tremendously Allah loves us this is the person Allah calls the greatest abid. Ittaqil maharim, takun abad nas. That give up the haram, you'll become the greatest abid, the greatest worshipper. MashaAllah, we are heading into this season of amal. And we should be maximizing amal. Maximizing tilawat of the Quran Sharif, zikr, dua, salah, nawafil, and spending more time in the masjid and engaging in all the amal of deen in the efforts of deen this should be maximized but with all these amal the greatest ibadat above all this is tarkul haram giving up sin otherwise person is eating all the nourishing food but doesn't stop drinking poison also outcome is obvious so this is the goal this is where we need to focus ourselves how to get closer to Allah Ta'ala how to gain this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala and every time a person is sacrificing something for Allah's love Allah's love then comes deeper into the heart this is the what he gives what he gets Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we whatever comes in the way shaitan and nafs whatever they try to tempt us with whatever evils come in our path whether it's the temptations of the eye temptations of the ear temptation of the heart, of the tongue to talk evil whatever else it might be we are ready to give this up for that aspiration Allah grant us that aspiration 
the aspiration to gain the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala and for our hearts to be beating with the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala full of our hearts with his muhabbat this is the dua to be made as well and the dua that has been taught to us by Nabiya Kareem to ask Allah Ta'ala for his muhabbat Allahumma rizuqni hubbak Allah bless me with your muhabbat grant me this rizq urzuqni rizq nourishment in other words my heart my life the nourishment of this is your muhabbat without this is like a starving person starving person how is going to survive Allah how are you going to survive without your muhabbat without your muhabbat shaitan will make a bait of us at every moment make a morsel of us Allahumma rizuqni hubbak wa hubba may yuhibbuk wa hubba amali yubaldihuni hubbak Three things mentioned in this dua, Allah bless me with your muhabbat. That's the nourishment I need. And then bless me with the muhabbat of those who love you. Allah, the love of those a'mal that will, will make me reach you. So the last thing that is asked is a'mal. Love of a'mal. The a'mal that will take us to Allah Ta'ala. That's the vehicle. Getting to Allah Ta'ala is the destination. That's the goal. The vehicle is, we'll have to do what Allah loves. Salah, Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, the month of Ramadan, many of the great highest personalities, great Imams of the time, the entire focus would be on Tilawat of the Quran Sharif. Imam Malik, great Muhaddis, Faqih, he would put a pause on everything else. He said, now the time for Quran Sharif. Everything else was what? Everything else was also all the efforts of Deen. In terms of teaching, etc. He would put a pause on that. That he says, now this is time for Quran Sharif. So everything will carry on. But the lesson for us is that to maximize ibadat, maximize amal. So, now this was, this is the time of this season of ibadat. So it's and now maximize all this. So these people, this was the way in which they conducted themselves. So now the amal, the amal is what's going to take one to Allah Ta'ala. The more a person does it, the more he'll get closer to Allah Ta'ala. So this is the objective first asked for. Allahumma zukhni hubbak. And the last aspect is the vehicle that's going to take one there. But there's something in between. Allah grant us the muhabbat of those who love you. Where is the link? This is the objective. That's the vehicle. What's in the middle? So what Nabiya Kareem Salaam is teaching us, that the link is that there's somebody we'll have to find as a driver for us. Allah, you grant us the love of those who love you in their company, through their teaching, through their guidance. Allah will be able to get to the vehicle to get to you. So this is a very, very great lesson in this Hadith Sharif that we should seek out those who will guide us to Allah Ta'ala. Through their guidance, in their company, inshallah we will gain that himmat. That is the thing that comes through the association with the pious. What comes really is himmat, that, that courage and that ability, that when a person was once upon the time thinking impossible, now let alone becoming easy, it starts becoming enjoyable. Once upon a time impossible and now enjoyable, how can that happen? 
So that has happened to countless people also. So this is the procedure that we have been given as well. That in this way we will inshallah get to our destination. Allah Ta'ala will bless us with that deep muhabbat which will then guide our life in a way that Allah Ta'ala becomes pleased with us. Allah Ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين سبحان الله بحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نشهد